How you going, guys? How you all doing? We're back in the band room. How good. How awesome. Fucking good to hell. be here. We're going to do three episodes back to back, so we'll be really pissed by the third one. <laughs> we will. Yeah, absolutely. Which is awesome. You're trying a new uh, oh. sugar-free uh, margarita thing. How is it? Mm, it's okay. <laughs> as long as it's got alcohol in it. does the trick, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not bad. I had one in the car on the way. I know that's naughty. Maddie does it all but the I time. But I did. I just had to. I had to taste it. And it's happened now. I can't take it back, you know. But well, I'm having it's a kind of a bit lemony more than margarita-ish. Yeah. It is a should, little bit. Yeah. You sort of at first sip, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a margarita. And then you're like, oh, okay. A bit sour prefer for margarita. A margarita. You know, I prefer a little Doesn't a margarita have one. pineapple juice? No. Oh. Lime. Lime juice. Lime. Yeah, okay. Famously lime. I have no idea. There you go. Wow. So that was Rage to Love, Kim Wilde. So we're talking about um, how rockabilly was a little bit in vogue in the 80s. Gotcha, absolutely. Came back for a little while. Rockabilly sort of was like born in the 90s, well not born the 1950s but it was really popular in the 1950s, sort of died out the end of the 50s mm. and then like had a big resurgence in the late 70s that's and right. 80s. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Real, real big sort of explosion. Never really went away but um, it was sort of popular. A lot of people were sort of doing it and including rockabilly sound and fashion and stuff into their oh. art. This was because I grew up in Oakley mm. and it was Rockabilly Central yeah. in Oakley. All the wogs, the Oakley wogs, yeah. which I'd mentioned before, yeah. were Stray Cats fans. They had all right. their, their rock and roll jackets. So I just ended up getting rock and roll skirts and jackets and blending in with that crowd. So I do have a little bit of a liking to this flavour of 80s. Mm. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. And there were no trouble. There was no trouble. It wasn't like a theme of music that made you a dickhead. No. It actually made you a really good dancer. Yeah. And really lovely because they, like the rockabilly crowd were very nice to their women and it was, you know, like happy days, all beautiful family yeah. shit, you know. Old fashioned values. And happy days of. was really big around this time as well. Like it was mm. on in the afternoon and you watched it even though it was old, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's your name? Um, my name is Sammy. And I'm Jay Jovi. And we are the 80s Montage. Rockabilly in the 80s, everyone. Mm. Love it. So who, what was that track at the very beginning? Um, Rage to Love, Kim Wilde. Great. So this was the track she did that was Rockabilly and I saw it on uh, social media and went, oh, that's a thing. I think that's a thing, Rockabilly in the 80s. I think a lot of artists did one single like that or – I mean, the leaders of the pack were obviously Brian Setzer and the Stray Cats. Ah, yeah, you know, of without course. a doubt, yeah, they were just yeah. huge in the eighties. Well, a lot of a lot of guitarists love rockabilly oh. because it's the sort of origins of rock music. Clean guitar, yeah, it's beautiful. That's right. And every song you hear, the guitar is clean. Mm. And Brian Setzer is an amazing guitarist as well. So they were seen as amazing musicians. Yeah. And we'll just look at a few songs that sort of dabbled in it a bit and. Mm. It was almost like the Spanish era of yeah, of eighties, right. you know, when yeah. they went sort of La is la bonita, and it yeah. wasn't gonna, it was only gonna happen for one single. But I don't mind Rage to Love. I think it's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I awesome. just wanted to bring up um, when I was in the eighties, I started first burp hey. working for Chase's nightclub, and unfortunately. George, who ran Chase's I Nightclub, this. passed away, yeah. which is a bit sad because he was like everyone's dad mm. that worked there. Yeah. You were always safe at Chase's. Yeah, there was a lot of drugs and shit, but you were always safe if you didn't want to do that. Yeah. And George was kind of like he just kept everyone at bay. Yeah. Gangsters, you name it. Yeah, right. And you always felt safe working at Chase's because George would fucking kill anyone if yeah. one of his staff members were in trouble. Yeah, right. Because it was quite dark in those years as well in the 80s. But just wanted to uh, bring that up because anyone that went to Chase's late 80s mm. would know George. Yeah. And he was always really lovely, a tough nut. But if you had a problem or something, he was always a great guy. And he seems sort of very supportive of artists and sort of creative oh my people. God. And, oh, uh, my God. And and sort of I reckon he would have launched a lot of careers as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Danny Minogue would come through to Chasers and get the, the best stuff and, and what they could see. Like he 
you know, the whole hard and fast started with George and Eric Pippensberg and um, Grant Harrison used to work there and he was doing techno stuff before techno was even a thing mm. and, and, you know, the fluoro stuff in the air and it was very Studio 54 but yeah. Chapel Street, yeah. our version of it. Yeah. But it was a huge club and when people say, you know, Chasers was run by Martha, I kind of go, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't agree. George was the guy. He had done it since early 80s, mm. maybe even late 70s. Yeah. And they had the Xanadu dance competi- competition there where Olivia went up the carpet. Oh, wow. The, everything. They had everything. Yeah. And uh, I was a little bit saddened because I hadn't heard about him but my friend that works at the salon, it's her uncle, so mm. condolences to her and um, – just sad, man. Like he was a really good guy. Yeah, yeah. really good guy. Yeah. Far you know, out. but anyway, that was the that's the eighties news end of an era with old Georgie. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to bring it up because it was a bit of a shock. I went, oh shit, really? Yeah. And yeah. you see his face, you know who it is straight away. Yeah. And we all got paid by him, and we were all supported absolutely. Mm. If if you wanted to do a group or you had a single, he'd put it out there. You know. Yeah. So anyway, enough of that. Now let's go on to Kim Wilde. I, I actually worked out today I think I enjoy Kim Wilde's music more than anyone's. Yeah, right, right. Female-wise. Yeah. Even Madonna's. Yeah, right. I just – something happened with Kim's music and it was – and her look, she just looked fabulous all the time. Yeah, she did. All the time and never changed it that much. Yeah. It was quite – it was just the hair was amazing. Yeah, right? that's it. So she dances a lot in this. You see her sort of finding her own ground here because at the start she was a little bit afraid to do videos and stuff but I think this is where she really pushed 84. Yep. She was just becoming a real woman and, and just a bit boppier, you know. Yeah. Which was awesome. So the next one, well, we've already mentioned them. This is a big part of my life, uh, these guys, this band and – the school. Love these guys. Yeah. Here we go. Hey, man. I don't feel like going to school no more. Me neither. You can't you go. Go ahead, daddy It's not much, much too early for me. I don't care about reading, writing, arithmetic, or history. I'm gonna walk to the corner to meet my little Marie. I'm gonna walk to the corner to meet my little Marie. Well, she's the only girl in this whole world who understands me. Well, she's sexy. God, I love it. Great, isn't I love it? it. Yeah, you can really see sort of uh, Tarantino. Tarantino, it makes you think of Tarantino. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Stray Cats. So I knew all their names, Slim Jim, Brian Setzer, and the third one was, was Slim Jim Phantom, Lee Rocker. That's right. Mm. So, um, oh, best time at school, man. Yeah. All like because there were lookalikes of the stray cats in Melbourne, so yeah. they had the blonde hair, um, the Casparitas brothers. Your mate's gonna love this, and they were rockabillies. Yeah, you know, and yeah. they used to think they were in Happy Days or something. Yeah, you know, and then we'd go to a blue light, and then they'd do twenty minutes of rockabilly, and you dance rock and roll. Yeah, so it was a really huge. I don't know how long it was huge for, but maybe a year. Mm. But it was incredibly handsome. Yeah. I guess that's what I could call it because it was not violent. The men were really lovely to the women and asked them to dance. It was, they were trying to do the same sort of things that was going on in the 50s. Yeah, yeah. Which I really appreciated. 
Um, but, yeah, no, I had all their records and 12 inches because they were big for them as well. Yeah. But, yeah, amazing, Stray Cats. You can't really have a Rockabilly special without mentioning oh God, those no. guys. No, nah, yeah. When we were sort of first talking about it, Straight away, I thought the Stray Cats. Yeah, mm. Rip, Rip always used to go on about Brian Setzer. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he got he got into him very late in the because he was young. Rip. Yeah. But when in the eighties, when these guys came out, mm. it was a totally different genre to everything that was on TV. Yeah. But it was also really fresh. Yeah. Yeah. As well, yeah, mm, but yeah, yeah, no, a lot of guitarists will love Brian Setzer because he's such an amazing guitarist. Yeah, there's a, there's actually a strong correlation between, um, like a strong connection between rockabilly and punk for some reason. You know, like a lot of uh, a lot of punks sort of soaked up elements of rockabilly style, like in a really interesting sort of hybrid. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I mean, now you've got artists. That are out now called Amelda May. I love Amelda May. Yeah. She did a version of Tainted Love, Rockabilly style. And mm. of course, she's not 80s, but oh, she's just that feel you get from the right musicians playing this stuff. Yeah. Is amazing. Yeah. And you don't even know you like it that much. And then you hear it and you go, like, I had students that used to bring in Amelda May, and I'd be like, Wow, this chick's incredible. Yeah. You have to have a feel for it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which is awesome. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's gorgeous. I think it's really handsome music. Yeah, no, it's great. And it is a thing. Like it was a thing. We're going to have a look at this next artist now mm. that um was also Rockabilly and he was huge as well. Here we go. Incredibly easy to listen to, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I love it. It's that. not offensive, is it? No, it's not sort of challenging. Even as a kid, yeah, you go, "Oh, that's shaking Stevens." Just sit through it. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't love it. Yeah, but you know, but you went like the the one that I like is "Oh, Julie, if you love me, truly," and you go, "Oh, just let it play. <laughs> it's yeah. harmless." Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, good old shaking. Mm. He was awesome and he was big in the 80s. Yeah. Had a couple of kids and sort of left left the industry. Yeah, right. Two sons, Jason and Dean, and a daughter, Paula. Obviously he got divorced to the mother but um, he was Welsh or something. Yeah, Welsh singer-songwriter. Mm. Great though. Yeah, yeah. Great. And your yeah. grandmother loved these guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Shake and Stevens or Racy. Racy was sort of not. Rockabilly, but yeah. the same sort of genre, same time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That you want a minty and a racy album, you know? Fucking yell yeah, over minty, Granny, but not the racy. <laughs> Leave racy out of it. Yeah. Um, Zach and I will um, sometimes speak to each other at two in the morning and we'll talk about racy. Remember racy? What yeah. a fucking cack, you know? And I'm like, we should start a racy tribute band. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he yeah. just pisses himself laughing. <laughs> we love it. But yeah, no, it's an interesting, interesting topic. And there's uh, 
the greatest bands in the world that went a bit rockabilly rock and roll as well, like the greatest, and this is one that you forget oh, about. Yes. Here we go. I love it, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was it. never a fan. No. I prefer Chaotic Queen or I Want to Break Free Queen. I, lo- I like the sort of concept of it. The you concept's know what I mean? amazing. I like I liked I liked seeing them. Um yeah, it's like this they is really explored early. a different universe for a 1980, second. 1980, yeah. Well, well, the the single actually came out in 79, but the okay. album came out in 1980. So we right. yeah, yeah. Um but um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I've I've performed this live years ago, and and with sort of um, like four or five, I think it was even a cappella, and we just oh, yeah. all did it vocally, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and like snapping our fingers and shit, you know, yeah. like that kind of thing, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I used to I used to love this song, yeah. Mm. I love the video more than the song. Yeah, right. My dad loved it. Yeah. But when the girls come out, he used to love it on the motorbikes and shit. Yeah, yeah. Very dad-friendly, this track. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they still did it, you know, and it was something that bands did just because it was was really the late 70s, early 80s where people really tried it. Yeah. Like even Kimmy was 84, I think, Mm. Rage to Love and stuff. But, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Now this next one is the fabulous Jeff Lynn, who I appreciate so much more now we're doing Xanadu because that fucking – everything in Xanadu is 100% perfect. Yeah. Vocally, instruments. It's just like a built machine. Yeah, yeah. That you don't realise until you actually – because I, I, pull, I pull apart the songs with the um, stems and stuff and mm. you think, fuck – Look at that. What's in this? Because you could never really pinpoint the instruments in his stuff. Yeah. My dad was maniac crazy for ELO. Yeah, right. And this is where they went a little bit rock and roll as well. And this is an awesome song. Producer, this guy, yeah, you know, right. Would have made a fortune with Xanadu, yeah. 
And this is where I put the two and two together because I wasn't a huge ELO fan. Mm. But when I had had Xanadu, the soundtrack, I went, oh, yeah. this guy is incredible. Yeah. Produced um, Ringo Starr and George Harrison. Fuck, he might have produced I've Got My Mind Set On You. I think so. Yeah. I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I thought of it straight away. Yeah, maybe I think he there did. could be some connection there. Yeah, right. Yeah, Because yeah. in my head I'm like going is um, – got my mindset in you, Rockabilly. I'm like it's it's sort of influenced like, yeah. Because it's, it's from it. the 60s or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's right. Or the 50s, who knows. But, yeah, no, he's an incredible producer and that was sort of their thing. I think the marketing behind this – was that if the kids weren't going to buy the music, the adults would that lived the 50s. Yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? So you're getting the two genres of, of ugh, you're getting the two genres of 50s people. Yeah. And then your 80s people, yeah? Yeah. And I'm just spewing up this, <laughs> spewing up this margarita fucking. It's that good. Oh, yeah. We should get a sponsorship. Um, <laughs> you know what? That that track um, remind, reminds me of Johnny B. Good. Yeah, right, Chuck, Chuck yeah, Berry. Yeah yeah? Yeah, 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 totally. Can you remember the film Johnny B. Good? No. Nah. Uh, what's that guy? Is it Michael C. Hall? Michael C. Hall, you know, from Breakfast Club? Robert Downey Jr.? Really? I, I, yeah. See, I won't watch anything that's got to do with – I won't even watch La Bamba and shit. Oh, uh, no. Uh, the the um, I know how much it's got to do with it, – it's, ju- it's just th- there was a lot of sort of, I don't know, eight, uh, yeah, 80s loved the 1950s. Yeah, yeah, well, Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, All absolutely. They yeah. loved – I don't know what it was. I think it was like – as sort of economy started sort of booming and and you, you went into that whole sort of greed is good mentality and like things were really sort of starting to explode and there's lots of sex and drugs and everything in the 80s. I think everybody started sort of looking towards, um, you know, a simple, simpler times and solid family values and all of that and yeah. perhaps their parents' generation. And you weren't going to get that from the 70s. You weren't no. going to get it from the 60s. No. It was the 50s really that, you know, and pre And exactly Vietnam. what I mean by it was a handsome yeah. time because it was yeah. so well behaved mm. and you can't really feel bad about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like that cute kid that grows up. And he's sort of attractive now but you went to school and you wanted to kick him in the nuts because <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. a dag. Yeah. Which that stuff I'm sure still happens yeah. and then they grow up and you go, I really underestimated that kid, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should be rooting that kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking I, I was thinking of Johnny um, Be Good, the, the film, um, when we were playing Queen. Yeah. Because, because I thought, yeah, I, that's out of the ordinary for them. Judas Priest actually recorded the um, title track to Johnny, re-recorded it. Was that it was, an 80s movie? Yeah, wow. 88 it came out. Oh, my God. Judas Priest did, doing like a rockabilly song. Yeah, yeah, Of course, yeah, course it was yeah. sort of like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, right no, up. it's a really lovely style and, you know, uh, obviously you've got the pioneers, Chuck Berry and Bill Haley and all that stuff. But yeah. It was nice because it introduced younger kids to the style as well and we really didn't know what had happened before. Yeah. Unless we watched Happy Days. And yeah, we went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, you were sort of working music out back then. Yeah. There was, there was a sort of a definitive time where it fell out of favour in the late 50s and they say that it's um, it, it had a lot to do with uh, perhaps Elvis going to war. Like that, yep. that was sort of like a new... A new era, like going into a new era, but also Buddy Holly dying in the plane crash. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, they, they, they he, um, what is, is it, Don McLean or whatever the guy's name is, singing um, um, the, Ameri- day the, the day, yeah, American, American Pie. Pie, the day the music died, you know. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. was a really big shift in, in. It was dangerous. Yeah. When you hear that stuff. Yeah. You go, oh, must be dangerous and mm. they must be. Mental, yeah. you know, they've put too much shit in the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't know what the situation is, yeah, you know. Yeah, who knows. But yeah. no, it's like um, if you go and sing the national anthem at a sporting event and they lose, mm. you're then not the chick they want to use anymore. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. they've got this thing that if you're up there again, it could they could lose again, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's Which it. fucking dumb cunts when I did it, lost. Bloody never got back again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like it was my fault. <laughs> 
fucking hell. But, yeah, so the next one – oh, I've got a commercial now. So there's a certain sport that I think goes with rock and roll. Oh, yeah. That we used to do as kids to go with the genre, which was bowling. Oh, yeah, Ten definitely. Pin bowling. Definitely. That was the thing you did. Very 50s, isn't it? It is really 50s. You had a hot dog and a fucking shake. Because the family would go and, and like the family would actually go and the mum and dad would be down like one lane and, you know, the kids would be down the, down the end of their own lane or out the back shaking, you know. Oh, no, we, we, we were always family together in the one lane because we were shit ass. I couldn't play. <laughs> so we had to greet with your parries. Yeah. Um, but then I started getting good at it. But anyway, this is a commercial from the eighties. Pretty, it's pretty, pretty catchy you commercial. Got a lolly in your mouth? No, just ice. Oh, okay. <laughs> For seven dollars fifty, you get two game shoe higher hot dog fries and a coke. For seven dollars fifty, you get two game shoe higher hot dog fries and a coke. For seven dollars fifty, you get two game shoe higher hot dog fries and a coke. Now until school goes back, everyone's having a bowl because for seven dollars fifty, you get two game shoe high hot dog fries and a a coke. Yay! Fucking hell, mate! Seven dollars fifty. That's actually great marketing. Great ad. Two great game ad. shoe high fucking hot dog. Yes. Chips and a coke or exactly. whatever. Exactly. I should know. And bloody kids on top of it. So kids will listen to kids. Yeah. And they all want to go to bowling. And just wear their parents down until they go oh. bowling, yeah. yeah. That was the best part about bowling was the food though. Is there a good um, old school bowling alley out this way? I think there is. Because there's one in um, – We should do a podcast there. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great idea. Yeah. There's one in – it's one in Moorabbin. Fuck, yes, Moorabbin. That's the one yeah, I'm thinking of. Yeah, I don't of. know if it's still there but I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. And you get $7.50 a shoe oh, shoes and a dirt and another lad of coke. I bet it's not seven fifty anymore. Oh, it'd be fucking $37.50. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. $7.50 yeah. is still expensive for the 80s though. It is, but you got a fair amount of stuff. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. I guess you can eat and play two games. Yeah. And then you want to do another 20 games. I I liked bowling. We did it a couple of times with my family but – I never went with my mates. It used to be at Chadston Shopping Centre. Yeah. So you'd walk past the bowling alley at Chadston Shopping Centre yeah. and you'd go in to find your mates. Yeah. So you didn't necessarily go in to play but you'd get the stupid clown shoes and fucking put your own shoes back and then they'd lose your shoes and you're like, well, I've got nothing, I've got nothing to wear. They weren't great with giving your shoes back, those no. joints. No. Pretty keeping, fucked up. Keeping tabs on the shoes. Oh, God, it was like, where's your shoes? These yours? Yeah. 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 Oh, the kids. Oh, fuck. They, if you had a pair of Reeboks, it'd be gone. Yeah. Reeboks were gone at the gotcha. end of the day, you know? Yeah. But anyway, that's our commercial. That was a that was a good commercial. Yeah, I think a good that was bit of fun. Good bit of fun and just put it in your brain for you, you know? The kids <laughs> love that shit. Now, this exactly. guy, this guy, you love this guy. I know oh, you yes. love this guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll just play him anyway. Good. It's menopausal for me, but anyway. <laughs> His whole act is rockabilly. Totally. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't want to fall in love. Wasn't Helena Christian in that? 
Oh, Helena Christensen. Helena Christensen. Yeah. Yeah. Only good Him thing about it. And I think it was Herb Ritz. The, the, yeah, the it would have been. Beautiful. Herb, yeah, beautiful. Now, a good example of this is bad, bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Very rockabilly. See, that's 90s though. Yeah, it is, yeah. But yeah. I went with the 89 album. Dirty. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. yeah. Still cute. Yeah. I when wasn't he, a fan really. Oh, yeah. I was. I yeah, recognised you are that. a fan. I know you are. Didn't I recognise it for what it was. Yeah, day? I did. You weren't impressed. He he. Um, every when he came out, people didn't get it. Like I, I, I'm sure Americans got it, but Aussies thought that he was ripping off Elvis, and it's like, no, it's not Elvis. You know, although Elvis is clearly an influence, it's it's rockabilly generally. You yeah, know? yeah. And and the and the sound with all the reverb and y- if you listen to the vocals, actually, in like all of the tracks that we've played, they're very similar. Mm. They've sort of very reverby vocals. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Phrasing and all that stuff. The, yeah, just yeah, the way they've treated the vocal. Yeah, and the guitars, mm. very clean sounding guitars. And you know what, Chris Isaac's band is fucking incredible. Amazing live, world class yeah. fucking musicians. Like that guy on the drums, he's been with him forever. Mm. I think they've got a podcast or a show on YouTube. Oh, right. Uh, Chris Isaac. Oh, great. And they do the band and they're fucking incredible musicians. Yeah, gotcha. You know? Yeah. And you don't assume that. Mm. But to do rockabilly you have to be incredible. Yeah. Can't just be a hack, you know? No, that's it. It has to be like almost like a jazz musician. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, so you love – what a wicked thing game. That wicked game. Fucking wicked game. No. Oh, I would fucking shut up and root me. <laughs> I can't. Too much. Too much whingy. Too whingy, but you love it. It is a bit. But it's sort of like uh, it's like Roy Orbison in that way. Roy Orbison was very sort of broken hearted. Oh, fuck. Roy Orbison in my household was like Jesus Christ. Oh, God, yeah. Mine too. Yeah. Fuck My parents, and I've put him on the list, mate. In fact, is he next? No, he's not. Roy Orbison was, I think, the one that kept the genre going, to be honest with you. The big O, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like everyone sort of came in and out but he was always there until 89 and then the Travelling Wilburys had that sort of flavour as well. I'm not sure if he had his revival because of Pretty Woman but he certainly like really came back. I think dumb shits discovered him but people that were our parents' age had all the records. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All the records. I think for for dumb shits it it was (laughs) like, you know, it would have been like how has this – Legend, how is this legend still alive? You know what I mean? And yeah. we've, we've lost Elvis and we've lost Chuck Berry, and we've, lo- you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was phenomenal. He was like an enigma. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Roy Orbison. You never yeah. knew too much about him, you know? But you knew no. the music. That's right. You yeah. did know the music. And he, I don't know, it was like you'd go and buy. A Bucks Fizz album and then he'd have a new album out and your parents would get that the same day. Yeah. It was just a total different genre that just stuck around, mm. you know. Yeah. But my mum is a huge fan. Is she? Huge Roy Orbison fan. So I had to put him in because I think he was the most consistent. Yeah. I think the Stray Cats brought it back again. Yeah. But I think Roy kept it in the limelight. Yeah, Roy, yeah, Roy was yeah, absolutely. Roy had a, a, an, an amazing authenticity about him. And maybe we should just play some Roy now because yeah. we've just spoken about him. Why not? Here he is. Every time I look into your loving eyes, I see love. You are here to stay 
Beautiful. The guitars are so warm. Mm. Like the track is just so warm. So easy yeah. to listen to. Pretty lucky to have a band before a lot of them died in the Travelling Mulberries, like your Tom Petty and your Robert and your yeah. Jeff Lynne. Like all those styles coming together made yeah. Yeah. a pretty incredible album. Yeah, I, I – um, because <laughs> you, you know. can definitely hear the Travelling Mulberries in here as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. The, you know, the start of that. So yeah. they all had a lot to do with that, you yeah. know. Yeah. I, you know, my my guilty pleasure is Travelling Mulberries. Yeah, yeah. Maddie loves them too. Fucking love it. I yeah. just love it. So a exciting. lot of cool people like them. Is that the dog next door? Possibly, mm. yeah. He barks at anything. Interesting with him, uh, you know, we've been talking about the sort of, <clears throat> I guess, the, yeah, the death of. Um, the day the music died and everything and like the big sort of changeover from when sort of rockabilly ended at the end of the 50s and coming into the 60s because the big O, Roy Orbison, had all of his hits through the 60s. So you're right, he absolutely did sort of keep it going. Yeah, he did. You know? yeah. I fucking know because we had all the records at home now, did the you day ever I was born. Did you ever hear the urban myth about Roy Orbison? <laughs> It's nothing rude. That he was blind? Um, there well, was, he was sort There of. was that, but I I also heard that he was an albino. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear it as well? So how could he be an albino? Yeah, but he used to dye his hair black. Right. And that's why he always had the, the dark glasses on is to hide his sort of, you know, really, really clear. <laughs> Do you reckon really it was a myth? Eyes? I don't know. I don't know. He didn't look white enough if for an albino. If anybody knows, please let us know. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have mattered. His music was so fucking great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? Not that there's anything wrong with being an albino. No, no. If you're an albino and you're listening, we we still love you. I do. Yeah, please. There's one in If you are an albino, please get in touch. Give us some photos. I am fascinated. Yeah, yeah. I love albinos too. Yeah. I always thought I was going to end up with one, but I know I didn't. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I like things that aren't normal. Oh, no, not that it's not normal. Well, it isn't normal to be so white, right? It's not usual. It's not it? usual, yeah. yeah that's probably a better word. It's unusual. Pleasantly unusual. Right, and there's not Jesus. many of them around. That's right. I think but there's one at my school. Really? Yeah, I haven't been there A kid? Long. Yeah, a kid. Wow. Whitey, his name is now. Whoa. <laughs> I'm not sure. Why I'm not sure. I've been uh, on paternity leave God, for a while. That's so funny. Guess what? Do you what? know? I, I was realizing something on the on the drive here. Next time we catch up to to um record, I will be finished my fucking course. Oh, thank God. Thank fuck. Jesus. I've hated every minute of it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's to your course. Fuck that. That's awesome. Oh, my God. I'm so glad it's over. How many years has that shit been going yeah, on Yeah, two years, but it feels two like fucking years, 10 years. 20 years, mate. Yeah. Because I started it in lockdown. Oh, right. So, yeah. It was good then. It was good when I started in lockdown. Like, oh, I can study while I'm fucking incarcerated. You better not have had a shit. He's thinking about it, isn't no, he? No. She's not talking about if me. he lies down. He's talking about the cat. <laughs> if he lies down, he's had a shit. And it's going to smell in about five well, minutes. Oh, here it goes. Oh. The lie down. Yeah. Oh, that's the step. I don't think he already had one though. Mm-hmm. No, maybe he just had a pish. I don't know. No. Fucking nightmare. Anyways, loving the show tonight. What's next? Oh, oh, hey, look out. Look out. I love when Somebody they do bit that. his bum. Yeah. What bit your bum? Somebody bit your no, bum. He's sensed a poltergeist. That's what's Mate, happening. Mate, I've been seeing spirits in the house all day. Oh, the great. alarm has been going off, our oh, fire alarm. My last visit here. You know what I mean? I'm like, what's going on? I've SMSed everyone to see if everyone's okay. It's all good. Oh, God. Um, yeah, weird, weird. Some guys hanging out in the house. I ah, do see them. Fuck I do, off. No, I do see them. Say that. I fucking do see them. Jesus. Um, not harm, just to having a look. I told what's you about that, that mo- time what's I that went movie around. She gets raped by a ghost. There's a movie. movie. There's a scary movie. I got raped by a ghost. What? I got raped in the ass by a ghost. What? Fuck yeah. Picked me up from behind and started fucking me up the ass. Fuck. 
Oh. Yes, and it was at the fucking photography thing. Maddie and I got drunk at the Cherry Bar or whatever and we stayed there because we were drunk and he left me and this ghost raped me. I swear to God it was real. What I the fuck? never went back there again. <laughs> you know what? That was really. How long did he last? Oh, you have to wake up and you can't wake up in that situation. Oh, God. Yeah. Didn't hurt or anything. But it was just scary because you you fucking, I had the same situation. When I, when I go on a plane, I dream of having a plane crash and I was with Nick on the way back from Perth and I looked at Nick and I go, is the plane all right? And he goes, yeah. And I go, I've just dreamt we've crashed. Every single time. I fucking dream oh, this shit on a plane. I just dreamt we crashed. Yeah, and he goes, no. He would have felt great. No, because he knows what I'm like. He goes, no, you're fine. I've dreamt. When I went to England, I dreamt I was on a plane crash and the plane crashed in the water and Kylie Minogue was there waiting for me on a fucking wing going, we'll be fine. We've got <laughs> to, yeah, of course right? she was. Because I, when I, because I am, I don't not afraid of flying, mm. but there is a some subconscious medium in me that thinks about shit, and the way to the I point get that you over, sort of manifest it and I don't know what I do, and then it. I get over it by thinking, hang on a minute, Kylie Minogue's been on a fucking trillion planes and never been hurt. What the fuck is wrong with you? So Great. she comes up in the dream, ah. and that's so why that's, that happens. That's your that's your sort of psyche offering you a little. Little kind of, it's not real. Like, it, like yeah, it's that's a little, right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's like this is bullshit because I wake up thinking it's happened. I will put Kylie. And it's still in, in the air. Yeah, <laughs> fucked up. Mate. But yeah, no. Um. Anyway, tell me about this movie because this can happen. Oh, I'm still getting over you getting raped by a ghost. But yeah. th- I mean, <laughs> <coughs> fucking oath. It was Half real. your luck. What have you well, got to do? No, I didn't know. No, look. It, was it would just, have been scary. There were a lot of mixed energies in this fucking place in Windsor. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. And oh, they used to just follow us everywhere, you know. And we'd have people come in for a photo shoot and say the same thing. There's a long, uh, there's a chick here, a ghost in your building, and I'd explain it to her, and she'd go, "Yeah, that's her. Long blonde hair down to her knees, older lady. Yep, that's her. Saw her. <sighs> it's really. And I saw a fucking little kid." At fucking Coffee Breath's house, and it was the girlfriend that said he comes in all the time. I said, "Yeah, he's about Fuck six. Off. Yeah, I go, "Oh, you've got a little boy in the house," and she goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He's, nah, you just can all fuck stands, off. That's scary. At the end of the bed at night. Ah, oh, fuck off! <laughs> if you can see him, you can see him. That's fucked. Only very rarely, but there's some cunt hanging around in here today. He's gone now, but he was putting the fire alarm off. It just rang all day. I I remember um, having a really, really big night one yeah. night and uh, coming home and going to bed. And, I mean, look, you can't – yeah, I mean, I've had my fucking ghost things as well. But I remember this one t- – like, like in my house, I remember – Fully thinking there was a dog, uh, a German shepherd, running around the bed. And every time I'd look, he'd be gone. Yeah. And I remember thinking, okay, you gotta you gotta clean up. You gotta fucking stop having such big nights. Yeah, right. It's like you're now seeing dogs in your room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it can happen. Now this movie that I'm thinking of is called The Entity. It wow. came out in 1982. Wow, there you go. Yeah, yeah, based on a book um, uh, which came out in 78 of the same name, Barbara Hershey. Barbara oh, Hershey yeah, yeah, plays yeah. this woman and the ghost is sort of obsessed with her and stuff and, yeah, ra- Fuck, ra- rapes mate. her and stuff. Rapes her. So maybe we have to do um, – Do you see her like being thrown up against women the Women who get raped by ghosts <laughs> in the 80s. No, what we could do is like ghosts of the 80s or something. I think that's fucking scary, mate. It is. It is. It's very scary. But if you can see them, you can see them. Yeah. A lot of them don't want to hurt you but they just – Want to rape you. Want to tempt fate. Yeah. Oh, though the one that raped me wanted to hurt me. Oh, no. But I woke up. That's bad. And then ran out of that fucking joint. And I told Maddie and Maddie goes, you're a fucking nut job. What am I doing with you? And I went, (laughs) well, 
I fucking di- it happened, right? Fuck. It fucking happened and it woke me up. They wake you up from your sleep, man. Yeah. And I'm sure there's people listening to this going, I think that's happened to me. Oh, yeah, there's people screaming at the speakers. And also going, she's a fucking nut job. Get in touch. Tell yeah. us about it, guys. Tell us about your ghost story. This shit happens. We'll do ghosts in a couple of weeks. And my bum was bleeding. No, it wasn't. <laughs> that's so in bed with Madonna. I was dancing around. I was dancing around and then I looked up and my bum was bleeding. And then Madonna laughs. Madonna laughs. Fuck, she's a bitch. <laughs> I fucking love that. That's when she was fucking great. Now yes. she's just shit. <sighs> what a fucking homie crap. Oh, fucking, mate. You're fucking from Michigan. It just Mich- gets worse Mich- and worse. Michigan, mate. And exactly what we were talking about. In, in the episode the other week, has started to be um, talked about in the in the media about yeah she's, no that's she's right losing. she's losing it. yeah 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 all right what have we got next all oh, right so the next little rockabilly oh um, we've got to go backwards because we put Roy we in do. there Fuck, Roy started a good conversation now <laughs> now this is um, oh I mentioned it before Vicar in a tutu yeah yeah bloody the Smiths. Have a listen to yes. this one. I'm gonna go to the loop. I was minding my business, lifting some land off the roof of a hole in a church. It was worthwhile living a laughable life. Set my eyes on the distant side of the Hunatutu. It's not strange. He just wants to live his life this way. A sketchy bitch of a thinker with a decorative. Vicar in a Tutu, The Smiths, sung by Morrissey, of course. This came out in 1986 and it's all about sort of uh, celebrating being an individual. I think it's very interesting. Ooh. I love The Smiths. Yeah, 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 and I love, I love them too. And there he goes, is that your alarm? Is or? that me? You know why I've set the alarm? Why? There's an eclipse. Oh, yes. Happening right well, now. Well, this is why weird shit's happening to everyone at the moment and as well. And it's a blood moon. It is a blood moon. I don't know if. And it's um, in Taurus. I'll turn that off. It was just to remind. I was hoping. What are we going to go out in the backyard and watch it? We are. Have oh. we got long to go? I don't no, know. No, not long. Not long at all. All right, cool. Not long at all. We'll go out and have a look. Have a Fucking look. It nice. might be clouded over, but it's a blood moon eclipse apparently. It's starting now. Yeah. So it'll probably happen over the next hour. Or yeah, so. well, this is where the changes are going to happen. So if things yeah. have been going a bit weird. That's probably why. You People know? are apparently having orgies because of the eclipse. What? I don't know. Hopefully. No. Hopefully. Okay, so this is a, a great track, obviously an Elvis track where this band went a little bit rockabilly. Yes. Rock and roll. Here we go. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out. I'm just 
Fine Young Cannibals, Suspicious Minds, 1985. Jimmy Somerville on backing vocals. Is that right? Yeah, beautiful. They went really well together. Oh, they Uncredited. Yeah. They did. Oh, yeah. Uncredited. Yeah. Amazing vocal old Roland Gift. The, yeah. The, you know, very, uh, very distinct, very unique. They're absolutely. And I think quite ballsy to cover an Elvis track, really. Yeah, well, that's right, but. Not the only ones to do it. No, no. But uh, probably one of the first ones. Yeah. I think yeah. the Pet Shop Boys did it way after the fact. Oh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, look, um, when Elvis sort of died, I think people started putting out his stuff and it was just the flavour of the month, you know, mm. doing Rockabilly and, and all that bizzo. Yeah. So we've done ten tracks there of Rockabilly. Fuck. It's a lot. Unbelievable. It was a thing and I think that, I don't know, I, I enjoyed it for now look look, in, look into it further, guys. I guess the angle that we have taken is sort of like uh, I, I, I guess artists that aren't known for doing rockabilly, coming and doing a rockabilly track or having a little sort of exploration. Some of them are like, you know, um, Chris Cats. Isaac and uh, Stray Cats yeah, and so yeah. forth. But there's so much more to rockabilly. There are a oh lot of God. other bands that charted. Rock Cats, Pole Cats. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, God, there's heaps. Look into it. It's sort you of a genre do. that never really died out. Another episode on it, but we're just going to touch on one. Yeah. Living End is a good Aussie example because they were sort of a punk band and it was actually their producer, Lindsay. He produced, uh, he produced my band as well at one stage. But it was sort of Lindsay's idea uh, to, uh, you know, uh, Prisoner of Society? Yeah. Yeah, it was Lindsay's idea. He produced that. It was his idea to sort of take it a little bit away from punk and make it, make it more rockabilly. And so this is what I'm talking about where you get that um, beautiful fusion of punk and rockabilly. Mm. Uh, they're a really, really good example of that. That's a, that's a killer track. I love that one. Yeah, I wasn't a living – wasn't a fan. Living End? No. Nah, nah. But, and that were 90s? 90s, 2000? Oh, yes, they were 90s, they yes. They were pretty 90s. But, yeah, they were 90s. Um, the double bass was what double bass. worked for them. Yeah. And the way he could choreograph and dance on it and all that yeah. bizarre. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, the thing is I think if you're going to talk about rockabilly, it would the king of that would be Brian Setzer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Stray Cats. 100%. Yeah. Because for some reason they just got through to the kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then because they were so popular, I think that's what happened with a lot of the artists. They went, maybe we should do a bit of a flavour like that, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, in saying that, Kim Wilde's dad was Rockabilly anyway, so he knew a lot about that yeah. stuff yeah. as well. But, yeah, no, interesting, interesting uh, little style. Yeah, very cool. It's sort of a, a, a genre that, like, was, ah, oh, yeah, cut short and so it's it's like – no one had enough of it yet, and so it's still been sort of, you know, explored. Oh, the te- there are still since. people doing it now, absolutely. Yeah, and very cool, really lovely job. And you, like, if you watch Jules Holland, you'll see a lot of those artists ah, yeah. where they are all lined up. That's where I first saw Imelda May, and I went, "Fuck, yeah, this yeah. chick's a shit." <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And it wasn't something I expected. Yeah. You don't expect to like rockabilly. No, that's you go, it. Oh, my God. Yeah. This song's incredible. Mm. Um, have you heard the Tainted Love version of hers? It's the best version of Tainted oh, really? Love. Yeah, rockabilly. It it's really, really good. Oh, great. And she had some great tracks. But I, I, I can even re- remember bands like, um, oh, Oh, bloody shiny, shiny, da 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 da. Oh, uh, yeah. Like even they, I think Big, was it Big John Longleggy or whatever used to be a bit rock and roll or. Yeah. Even something like Goody Two Shoes by Adam Ant's a little bit rock and roll as yes, well. Yes, yeah. That flavour of rockabilly that sort of comes in with the punk, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of think Adam and the Ants are very, a yeah. little bit rockabilly, you yeah, know, but I just yeah. couldn't find a track that was fully. You know? Anything with a big quiff, you know. Yeah. Anything with a big, you know. You, you see the you see the musos. If, if one of them's got a quiff, you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's right. Be, well, the hairstyle was very important. Yeah. And the fashion it. as well. There we go, guys. Rockabilly yeah. in the 80s. Yeah.
Thank you. If you love the 80s montage, please like, share, rate and review. Give us five stars. Write a little comment if you're following us on Apple Podcasts. But we're on over ten different platforms. So choose one, become a subscriber. It's the best thing you can do. Don't just listen to one episode. Become a subscriber and you get the episodes as soon as they drop downloaded to your device. Yep. And especially become a Patreon, guys, for a little as $1.50 a month. Mm. And for $10 a month, you get all the extra episodes and, and that kind of shit. Mm. Now we're going to fucking get going. But if you want to come and see us live, yeah. come and see Rewind 80s. Yes, we're at Sale, The Wedge in Victoria on the 10th of December. That's a big one. Fantastic. Big theatre show. Uh, South Morang next, well, this weekend it'll be by the time this comes out. Yes. That'll be interesting. Do something impulsive. Come, come yeah. to the commercial hotel. Commercial hotel is always a big one. Yeah. And... What else have we got? This and that, different ones. I'm oh, just we've got corporate. So we've got a few big interstate country road ones. corporate. Yeah, interstate. We're doing a couple of ven- a couple of corporate clients, but it's that Christmas time thing now. That's right. So if you need a Christmas band, that's it exactly. Give us a call. Yeah, if you're sort of if you're running a company or you're in charge of events and you've left yeah. a little bit late, it's not too late for us. No, everyone's doing late now. Yeah, get in contact. Absolutely. It's been a big year. Get in contact and we'll come and play your event, guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rewind 80s. Samantha at planet80s.com.au will get you all the info. But Patreon is patreon.com forward slash the 80s montage podcast. We did chart in Colombia this week. Oh, we went I number love 26. Columbia. I fucking love Colombia. Why? Music. I yeah. love you. I First time there. we've done Colombia. Mm. First time we've charted. So um, lovely to get your support, everyone around the world, and uh, especially Sydney people. We, we're looking for the right Sydney event or the right venue. It's a come and visit you all. Yeah, where's it going to be? I yeah. can't wait. Yeah, can't we've got wait. a few things. Oh, and there's another venue that will be happening in Melbourne in Beaconsfield. I'm just negotiating with oh. them at the moment to do a big 80s night. Oh, wow. Um, brand new hotel. Brand spanking oh, is that new. Right? Fuck yeah, yeah, so we're going to do – I think I'm going to do the entertainment for that pub. Great. There, so awesome. we'll do – a big 80s event out there, but we'll let you know closer to the date. Lovely. Mm. Awesome, guys. Check it out. We're going to check this uh, eclipse out yeah. right now. In Taurus. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if it's music mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal banana peel. Ew.